Hello and welcome back to the Herta UK podcast. Still without a theme tune, uh, perhaps uh, Anna, you're musical. You could sing us a song. Sing not, us a nice. Not intro. with this throat. Not with this throat. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're going to have to be gentle with Anna tonight because uh, she's suffering uh, not from Something. COVID but from an illness as bad as COVID. Mm. Um, doctors have never seen anything like it. Uh, so if you hear the polite coughing in the background, that's uh, that's Anna. That's but me. yeah, welcome back. Uh, we had an interesting discussion uh, a couple of weeks ago. Got a few things out of the way. We've got a couple of points to mention tonight. A UK tour by her to Berlin, no less. And we all remember the great time we had at the Palace uh, before lockdown. Uh, and also uh, a less stimulating, but perhaps one or two notable uh, signings in the uh, summer recruitment uh, round, which uh, has been uh, slow so far. And I also want to talk about the loan statuses of some of our players and see where we are. That will probably um, stimulate a, uh, a reasonable amount of chit-chat on a night of uh, high political drama that we're not going to get into in the UK. Um, <laughs> but uh, for our German listeners... Uh, <laughs> It would be impossible to explain the insanity of the workings of our government. Uh, all you need to know is we still currently have Boris Johnson as prime minister. And uh, that probably answers any questions. Uh, those of you who are engaged in politics. Um, so a UK tour. Um, is it a tour or is it what is it? Uh, who's best place to uh, answer that? I will go with... Anna, because I know that she has been mentioning every day that certain tickets are <laughs> or aren't on, <laughs> on sale and hitting no uh, You're refreshing every minute on the website, aren't you? You've got all Still three of them there. on. Oh, no. Still not there. <laughs> not there. Not there. Yeah. So, um, <coughs> I, my understanding, unless I've missed anything, we were going to play Derby. That's not happening. No, that is happening. Oh, it is happening. Derby, <laughs> it's on it was off yeah that's good west brom yeah happening forest yeah yeah but not at the county ground yeah county ground okay at the the pirelli stadium at the pirelli yeah in the middle of nowhere (laughs) okay so uh, what's what order do they go in derby forest west ham uh, West Ham, West Brom. Sorry, Chris, I got confused there. <laughs> West Ham. West, West Ham would have been nice, wouldn't it? I would have been so much better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah, uh, there's some training camp at St George's Park. Is that right? Yeah. Or is that a rumor? No, that's true as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is true. Um, starts next week, I think. They're coming over to train at St George's. That's why they picked the locations because they were in the East Midlands. So. Well, East and West Midlands, if you count West Brom. Uh, Derby and, who, and Forest being in and, the East Midlands. And who's the Herta representative who uh, likes the smell of English football? <laughs> What's the uh, quote that I read? Also, I think that was a uh, quote from Sandro Schwartz or something. That he was asked about going to England to, to go to a training camp and play here in Friendies. And he said... Uh, uh, something about the smell of English football. <laughs> like, what yeah. does it smell like? Well, it smells yeah, like body odor smells, and broken dreams. Smells like Davis Elkins socks, you know. I don't know what yeah. it smells like. Uh, does he not want to go to the Binley Mega Chippy that's like become like a cult? Yeah. Cult yeah. takeaway what, place, maybe. It's something to do with TikTok. Some fella had done a review, and people have been traveling up and down the country to go to this chippy. Yeah. And, and I, believe, I don't even think it's that great. It's in Coventry, so we're in that Co- area. Coventry, wow. <laughs> I think I think if my local chippy said mega chippy on it, I'd, I'd <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's usually a bad sign, isn't it? it yeah. <laughs> well, it's a shame that uh, shame that Herta aren't playing nearby because that would have been a nice little <laughs> nice little tie-in, wouldn't it? So I do um, find it odd though, Mark. That why are they? I mean, it's great that they're coming over and especially playing free games, but not many German teams do it. No, it does a bit. It does stand out as a bit random, yeah. doesn't it? A lot yeah. of German teams go to like Dubai or whatever, nice and warm. But for the, the style of football, relaxed. it feels like it's the closest to the to the English game, the German game. Yeah. So I'm yeah. surprised yeah. it doesn't happen more. 
maybe it's going yeah, to be a positive move for us. I've, no, I've just noticed this summer actually more than ever before, and even something probably get to in our own team, but also in the Bundesliga and Bundesliga Zwei this uh, summer, there's been a cross-pollination of uh, um, Premiership and Championship players switching between yeah. the uh, two top leagues. And I haven't really seen that before. And uh, we'll probably get on to our particular signing in, in a minute. But uh, the um, the big one was the I1E to Nottingham Forest, weirdly enough. Yeah, yeah. We see, we've seen it in we've seen German coaches Harlots. come to the UK. I don't I can't recall that a UK coach has gone to the uh, Bundesliga. Mm. McLaren uh, was the last one. McLaren. Oh yeah, he Mark, went to Wolfsburg. Mark, Mark Fotheringham. Maybe. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but not in huge <laughs> numbers. Whereas I think we had at least two German coaches in the Premiership last season. I think it's a, it's a great country for for young players to go and develop. I think we've seen it a lot with American youngsters lately. You know, whether it was it starts off with like the expats, and now they've been bringing actual American kids over. Yeah. I just think the facilities are there, but maybe the players are hassled less. Yeah. And, and English, English as well, English kids as well. Um, yeah, good, the good, uh, that good facilities. Bido Giddens, that Bido Giddens at um, Dortmund mm. is really good. And he's only, what, 16, 17 or something? So, yeah, they get a chance. They can break into first teams quicker going <laughs> over there. So let's just, um, just before we wrap up the tour, let's talk about it a little bit more. The, the Derby game is being played at Pride Park, is that right? Yeah. yeah. It's going to be yeah. a big turnout for that one from the Hertha yeah. UK um, <laughs> community. Yeah, I thought Chris was hinting at why they're coming to the UK is because they've got they've got such a strong fan base here. And, uh, <laughs> and they do listen to the podcast, don't they? <laughs> yeah, they, they seem to be responsive to it, yeah. <laughs> because to, Stark loves us, you know. Yeah, messages go upwards when we're dissatisfied with the coaches, and usually it results in a uh, change of personnel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the tour, the tour was growing ahead every year, but we had Nicholas Stark still, and because of the criticism he received on the podcast, yeah, he had to wait terrible. until his uh, until his contract till ended. Until he went to Bremen, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and uh, West Brom as well. That should be. Good. I don't. I don't know where the clusters of Herta UK fans live, or whether they're just mm. widespread. I don't know any other Herta fans in Leicester. That would be nice. But uh, um, yeah. So I don't know where the. I know there's a obviously a northwest contingency. Where are we? Yeah. Uh, uh, all of us going to at least one of the games. I imagine. I think Anna's going to all three. Are you going to all three, Chris? Uh, I'm going to the first two. First two. Um, okay. My, so I'll uh, see it at the Forest game. Yes, I'll Hopefully, see it in Burton yeah. for that one. But um, yeah, I, I just I've got family coming to visit on the third game, the Saturday, twenty yeah. third. So I was tempted. I thought, oh, do I? Do I chuck it in and say, <laughs> sorry, I can't <laughs> see you. But football pretty much dominates my life from September, August to, yeah. to May anyway. Yeah. So I thought I better let them have July. Um, yeah. But what's? I'll just run <laughs> through the itinerary, Mark, if you don't mind. Yeah, please. Yeah. So we've got. Um, Friday night in Derby so meeting friends I'm going to go for a curry Curry House to be named um, <laughs> It's got to be a nice hot curry though Chris I take it all this will be revealed on uh, Facebook as it unfolds if people want to say will, hello and get will, involved yeah. and, Chris it's um, not the Derby mega curry house is it? Definitely wouldn't recommend that we're going to um, we're going to post uh, sort of establishments that we'll be at, so that anyone that wants to come along or local or over for the game can join us. And then Saturday, um, head on head up to Pride Park quite early. Hopefully, getting in and around Pride Park at least two hours before kickoff. <coughs> we want to have um, have pictures and a meeting point by the uh, Clough and Taylor statue, which will be quite nice. And we might have a presentation lined up from her to UK to a Derby fan club or to the club itself. Uh, we're ironing out those details at the moment with a Derby supporter liaison officer. And then 
another night out in Derby. So uh, that'll be interesting. Two nights out in Derby. I'll tell you um, what, Derby is a good night out. Not enough people, not enough people champion the East Midlands, but I have to say Nottingham, Leicester, Derby, you know. They, Mark, you and me know better than anyone yeah. that the East Midlands is no party place, is it? I know, well, yeah, of course I'm lying, but like, you know, get drunk, yeah. you're with your mates, you're fine. Yeah, why not? Exactly. So you can have fun be... in Northampton if you wanted to, I mean, <laughs> come on. <laughs> nah, the mighty cobblers. So that'll yeah. be, um, that'll be Saturday night and then, um, Tuesday, we're over to Burton. I'm not too sure what kickoff time is there. Seven, seven p.m. Seven o'clock. Yeah, just yeah. in terms of tickets, I don't know why they just don't go cash. Put a cash turnstile on. Then there's mm. no need to send out tickets. No need to post tickets. I think they can't deal with the amount of fans because they can't predict how many people will go turn up. All so the they can't they can't cash. staff it. Mm. So then they can't cash. staff it. That's the problem. It's not the biggest stadium either. It's about six and a half thousand. I don't know how it works. So it's like very rarely do they do cash sales on the day, only because you need the numbers of how many you're expecting. So through ticket sales online, that's how you get that information. So that's why they have done it. I've been to Goodison for under 23 games where it's been cash on the gate, but they've only opened one stand. And I imagine with such a small stadium, you'd hope that they're going to open the whole stadium for this one. They need to yeah. know how many they're expecting, um, which, which otherwise it can't yeah. be adequately staffed because they don't well, know. People yeah. have been asking as well, haven't they, within the community, yeah, yeah. the Hertie UK community, on a daily basis. As soon as we get any kind of update, it will be relayed. Check it out there. I don't yeah, know. I hadn't, what... I hadn't considered that. I suppose just saying make it a cash turn sale is a bit simplistic now, I suppose, in the modern day, but. I don't know. It would be it's, nice because then we could just turn up, isn't it? We could just turn up, but then without having to ask. Where's that? Where, when the tickets going on? Yeah, it'd yeah. be so much easier. And then good friend of the fan club, um, Bert, he's coming over and he's joining me in Sheffield, and we'll be doing a tour of Sheffield grounds. So I'm going to take him to the usual haunts, Hillsborough, Bramall Lane. Might even sneak in a visit to Chesterfield. See how we get on. I'm going to take him to Hallam FC, which is the oldest ground in in the UK, mm. and also and Sheffield. to Sheffield FC, which is the yeah. oldest club. As well, which actually play in Dronfield, which is in Derbyshire, I believe. From memory, really? so a bit of pub yeah. trivia for you there. <coughs> yeah. yeah, I'll show I'll show Bert around here as well when he comes up. Yeah. Well, nice night out. Yeah, and don't now, get I him think. Too drunk, no. Don't get him yeah. too drunk. He'll never well, get home. It'll be it'll be a school night for me. I won't be able to do that. I'll be working. Whatever you think about pre-season friendlies. You, you have to say that when when we had one at Palace <coughs> oh, a few a few years ago, it was brilliant. Like yeah, it, it Although like her to win was unexpected and uh, kind of almost irrelevant. We made lots of noise uh, and uh, not as much noise as that. <laughs> and a cough in her lungs. <laughs> Nevertheless, we gave it a go, but. You know, we had a really good feeling. It's really good opportunity to meet different people and like just have a good time and relax. And the result doesn't matter. And it's really it helps. It really does help. I was I was at a Premier League international cup game a couple of years ago. It was a it was Everton under 21s against Hertha Hertha under 19s, I think. Oh yeah, when they had a a European league for. there's a, a pocket of German fans turned up for that game yeah. at Goodison, so you know I'm hoping there's a decent, you know, decent amount of fans coming over for um, for, for these games. Okay, I'm so just good dying to integrate as well. <coughs> hello. Yeah, hello. Sorry, I died. I come. Yeah, we heard. Cool. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, so we were just <laughs> saying what a great time we had at at the palace and we we did say on the podcast uh uh that you know why didn't why don't her to come to the uk more um so uh thank you uh, yeah so thanks for listening again uh just uh you know very pleasing to know how influential we are these days and on that note why don't her to sign a 30 million 50 season 50 goal a season striker 
Oh, well, we said we we signed a thirty million striker. <laughs> they just didn't bring. That is not very good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is not very good. Yeah. Okay. Well, that which nicely, uh, neatly segued. Well done, Chris. Uh, Thank you. I've I, I wanted to talk about uh, Piontek and uh, a couple of the others who were out on loan who are coming back and what their fate might be. Because. Um, Frankly, I haven't a clue. Like I know we Piontek's come back from Fiorentina, but I don't know if there's. I don't know if the new coaches thought, well, here's this potential uh, good striker here. I could I can work with, or no. whether it's he's come back, he's not in my plans. We're, he's moving on, or he's. I think he's moving on. I think he's moving he's, on. Yeah, I mean, my my gut feeling is he's moving on, but. Hmm. Some some of it will be the club need to sell to to bring money in, but there may His be certain players. His wages are too high. His wages uh, are five mil a year, so. But Dodi Lukabakio is a higher, aren't they? So apparently it, it's seven. Someone that is, seven. I mean, that is astonishing. But right, that can't be right. But, I mean, but if you're Sandro Swartz, you're, you're looking and thinking, ah, I might want to see some of these players first. Let's see them in training. <laughs> let's see them in a pre-season game. If I can work with them and get get something out of them, it saves us a job in the transfer market. But there'll be some, certainly, that they'll be looking and saying, we need to raise some money. You know, let, let's listen to any offers or let's shop this player around. The difficulty is going to be offloading the players because that's where we've struggled so far. It's been loans each year because either clubs aren't willing to take a punt because the player's mm. not lived up to his expectations or the wages are too high and... They come in with the old loan with a with an option to buy and then never take that option because deep down they know they can't afford the players' wages. Apparently, Piontek don't mind taking a a wage Take reduction uh, to leave. That's desperate to get out. Um, yeah, that's a that's a bad sign, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. So I'm just looking. We we've got Piontek, uh, Alderetti, Dodi, uh, Dilrusson. Uh, Arnie Meyer has he not moved on? He, he gone, left, I think. He went and gone. gone. They took the option on him. Jordan. He's Apparently, going. West Ham could take him. They're talking about it, but it would depend on the price because Gent wanted to take him, but they only offered like one million euros. Who like ha no? Yeah. Um, then if West Ham come in, they're going to offer a lot more because it's big, way bigger club. What, what's your thoughts on that, Chris, as a West Ham and Hertha fan? I'm Do you really think he's surprised. good enough for the Premier League? Uh, I think he'd be good enough, yeah. And I think he'd be a good addition to the squad. But we've already got four centre-halves, if not five from memory. Four at least. So one of them's a new 30-odd million signing. Five, actually. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't really sound right, does it? doesn't seem no. like the type of player you'd be looking for. But I they also linked us with Stark as well, so I think there might be another West Ham Hertha fan out there <laughs> just trying to yeah. build up this link. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And uh, a couple of departures, not um, before we get to people who've actually signed. Uh, Jesse, uh, he's gone back to Firth. No, he's, right? he's, we've re-signed him, Jesse, because come oh, back okay. to us. It's so stupid what actually happened. Furt wanted mm. to keep him. We said, no, we want him back because he had a uh, purchase option. And we said, we'll give you two million euros for you to give him back to us. Flipping out. <laughs> we, we know how to look after money. <laughs> but the thing is, um, it was a settlement reached with Furt because they would have... Um, they would have taken him off us anyway for like less than he was worth, which was one million. So yeah. like, okay, to, to shut you up and to let him go, because basically what they said was, we'll sign him from you and you can sign him back. Yeah, I always okay. thought like I can understand why he went to get the games, but actually, yeah. just before he went on that loan, he was he getting injured. in the team and scoring goals. Yeah. Like you know, and you think, Whoa, why are we letting this? Because you know, it, it was never like guaranteed that. that he'd get a consistent start. So yeah, he wanted because at foot he would, and then he got injured in the like preseason and didn't yeah. play. And when that, he did come back and play, he played brilliantly. That whole transfer bit though, that just it's that's insane and that's indicative of just some you know, the way the club's been run sometimes. Yeah. It's like me being held hostage and the hostage person saying that, you know, I want a kidnapper. 
we want one million. And then the, my dad on the other hand, on the other line, going, "We'll give you two. Yeah. <laughs> Instead yeah, of saying, yeah. we'll give you nine hundred thousand. I mean, at least Bobic admitted that he made a mistake on that. Yeah. A few of them, quite a few of them. Yeah. Um, at least more likely with a kidnapper, Mike, will be saying to your dad, "We'll give you a million if you pick him up in the next. <laughs> yeah, come, come and get him. Yeah. yeah, we've had enough already. <laughs> He's playing loud. Yeah, Jessic, Jessic is staying and he, signed, he extended his contract as well. So, um, so um, before we talk about <coughs> sign, who should we be in the market for? And you don't have to give a name, but like... Apparently everybody striker. at the moment. Everybody. We striker, don't we? Striker, oh, yes. if, if, if these players are going, we need a striker coming in. Uh, uh, We're linked with two. We're linked with two. One of them is Demirovic from Freiburg. And one of them is a guy called Tony Martinez from Porto. Whether or not, I mean, they're both market value. Their market values are around the same, like five to five million or something. So that's why we need to sell. One, one, of, one of those has got Bundesliga experience. Yes. Both of them. What's one. what's his goal scoring record like? Is it, is it the best? He's not started for Freiburg much in the last year, but when he Just plays, he's a, he's quite effective. Not just, not as a goal scorer, but just in general play, he's quite effective. Wages wise, we won't be able to get this guy. But Balotti's just been released from Torino. He's 28, mm. scores goals all the time. Had a bad season last season while he had his contract dispute. But he's, he's yeah. he bangs goals in every season. International, yeah. and, you know, could on a free transfer could we push the wage barrier to get someone like that in? I don't think it'd be a good idea. They'd say no straight away. Yeah, I don't. He, I don't, he probably wouldn't want to come here. There's no European yeah. football for him. Martin what was the is, uh, um, Skamanski? Uh, the I can't say Saman- his name. Samansky. Yeah. the guy from Dynamo Moscow, right? Yeah, with this oh, complicated payment repayment thing. I love this. I think this is brilliant, and I don't know if it will work. So let's get this explanation. So Krasnodar. Oh, Hertha, nine million euros for the transfer of John Cordova because it was obviously done in instalments. That's how they'd still owe us nine million euros. They haven't been able to pay it because Russia is frozen out of the SWIFT, so they cannot transfer money over to Germany anymore. What they can do is, though, is transfer money within Russia in rubles. What Hertha is proposing is that Krasnodar pay the nine million that they owe us to Dynamo Moscow to release. Uh, Zeminski and so that he can sign for Hertha for nine million without us actually paying Dinamo Moscow. Krasnodar is paying Moscow instead on our behalf. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, you could see how that could happen. I, I imagine it's happened before somewhere in the world. Yeah. I mean, it's because Russia's out of the SWIFT bank system that we can't do the transfer directly because otherwise mm. Krasnodar would give us the nine million and we could well, give the nine million to yeah. Dinamo Moscow. There have been favours like this in the past though I think where you know there's been a been a player or a club and they've still owed money to another club and some deal's been done between three teams to, to make it work. The you problem need... here is that it's Russia and whether oh, or not no. they would allow it to happen. Yeah. Is it not a bit third party as well? Mm, well, kind of, because that is Hertha's money, not Krasnodar's. Krasnodar owe it to Hertha. They need to give it to them, but they can't because of the bank, because of Russia yeah. sanctions. So, so, so they're essentially just passing it on for passing us. Passing it over for yeah. us, yeah, on our behalf. Maybe there would have to be with, something with little, signed. Yeah, a little compliment slip from Hertha with love. We have to yeah. have a contract, basically. <laughs> you would have to have a contract, basically, from Krasnodar and Dinamo Moscow giving permission to use the money that was it meant for us to someone else on our I wouldn't behalf. Touch it. I wouldn't touch it. It's just very, I mean, very yeah. dodgy. Well, if you can't <laughs> trust the Russians, who can you trust? Mm. No, I, I don't think it's anything to do with the Russians themselves. I think it's just the fact they can't trade with anyone else mm. except themselves. Yeah, so I and don't like been, the idea of doing it They have it been given permission. Yeah. <laughs> they've been given permission to suspend player contracts. So, and what nationality is the player? Is he Polish? Polish. Polish. I think yeah. I, I wouldn't like to be an international player over at the minute because there no. must be a lot of concerns about your your future and and you know if you wanted to get out, how to get out, and how yeah. that transfer I mean, would be sorted. I think, I think Zeminski definitely wants to leave Russia, but whether or not they release him is another thing. Because there's another guy as well with the same problem, but that he has been released for a year. This Ed UK, this winger from Nigeria. 
Yeah. Yeah. He's gonna apparently come on loan, but he's got the same problem. He's been re- but he's been released for a year out of contract by Moscow. Hmm. Um, so he can play for a year outside of Russia. We've got the same problem with a lot of Russian players. Kral as well, Alex Kral. Same thing happened to him. So we're going shopping in Russia apparently. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. The the new coach knows that market as well, so it's, mm. uh, you can see why there's a, a no. Link there. That's that's perfect because he knows yeah. how they play because he's seen yeah. them play a lot. Not, not just how they play, but he'll also probably have an idea of players that may want to get out of that country now as <laughs> yeah. well. That yeah. He's seen and scouted, which is always a bonus. Yeah. I think going back to your first question, Mark, it's anyone that improves the first eleven mm. cannot afford to bring on. Bring in rather squad ones for the future. We've got to make or an keep, impact. Yeah. Or keep anyone that doesn't mm, improve yeah. them either. Yeah. Like our new right back. You know, we we were crying out for a right back for years, and then Zafoy comes in, not <laughs> not good enough, not as good as what we already had. You know, Pekarik's a yeah. great great right back for us, but let's not discount his age now. We can't ex- expect him to play every game and. No, yeah. John Joe Kenny, I think, is going to do a really good job for her, though. Yeah. Well, let's talk about Martin. John Joe then. That's uh, that's a good talking point, actually. Mm. So uh, the uh, uh, will be the third uh, British national at the club in 30 years. Second, third? isn't it? Isn't it the second? Was that well, the, got, the other guy who played yeah. for Everton? You've got the... Oh, uh, Fotheringham as the assistant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The... Uh, a uh, guy we're trying to track down. Uh, oh, yeah. Mark uh, Farrington. Oh, Farrington, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, yeah, now we've got John Joe Kenny. Yeah, that, that was the, the strange link that the two players are both previous Everton players that have gone, that have gone to Herta. Give us the lowdown, Mike, on John Joe. Um, Hard working. He couldn't quite break into that Everton side. Seamus Coleman's been obviously an excellent defender and mm. an awful lot of money was then spent on um, Nathan Patterson from Rangers who, who, who's younger and is going to come in and, and, and take Seamus's place. I don't think he'll ever let you down. He, he'll work his socks off. He might not get forward as much as Coleman did, but I think at Schalke, he, he scored two goals in that season, one of them against us. Um, and I think he may have finished in like the young player of the season role for, for either the young team of the season or the young player for, for Schalke won some got, kind of award for his them. only goal for Schalke was against us he scored he too I think, I think he might score one against Freiburg as well oh god he's not the quickest but I think he'll be alright he, he he reads the game really well defensively like it, it, his tackling's good he's more of an old school fullback but he can get forward and is he is he a right back wing back that is hugs the touchline or does he tuck in? Does he play more of a on the he, box or on the byline? He, he he plays more on the box, I'd say, but he will come out like it, again with him reading it. If he can see someone with a bit of pace, his timing's pretty good. I yeah. think his tackling's excellent. I think it really is. He's just lacking quality for a modern fullback <laughs> going forward. Because I've got no idea how Strauss is going to set us up, how we're going to play, what our pattern of play is going to be. Presumably, if he's bringing in a player like John Joe Kenny, hopefully to start, then he's playing with a back four. I would say a back four. I would yeah. assume so, yeah. Especially with Stark going, and I don't think there's been a centre-back come in, has there either? There is. There's, is there? Jumerovic is a centre-back. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But there's talk of Dardai possibly going, Taruna Riga going. Back four sounds, sounds the way forward, doesn't it? With it, we get to maybe yes. as your as your changeable one if if we have injuries. Yeah, yeah, and I think like also the the German game's uh, a little bit slower than the mm. Premier League, so that might play to his advantage as well. Mm. I think I think it's really great that we've signed somebody. I never I never really thought about it too much, but. You would think, given the history of the city of Berlin, that you would have had more British players and, and, and American, more American. I mean, we have had. We've had a few, few Americans, haven't we? Is, do you think the wall's been a factor in that though? Back in the day, is, is it was it maybe a less attractive place for players to want to travel to, to to be in that sort of pocket of East Germany that was 
that was West Berlin. Yeah, potentially. I think maybe uh, um, it's compared possible. to like Hamburgs yeah. or Munich yeah. or those type of clubs. Yeah. It didn't uh, didn't stop David Bowie or Depeche Mode and no, <laughs> like all of true. these mm. other cool draw icons wanting to be part of it. But I guess if you're mm. a footballer wanting to uh, go out and uh, explore Germany in your spare time, maybe mm. in a different era. But I don't know. I don't know what the reluctance is. I think perhaps salary. Is, is pro- we have yeah, no money. Yeah. We're poor. Yeah, We're yeah. poor but sexy. That's what yeah. they always call this, yeah. this, this could be the changing point, though. Maybe this is the start of of, yeah. of looking at that because there's been other clubs that have done well picking young English players up. A little younger yeah. than John Joe. John Joe's coming in as a starter. There's been quite a few 18, 19 year olds. Uh, Reese Nelson came over. Uh, obviously, yeah. Bellingham's gone over. There's been quite a few. What talented youngsters. Oliver Burke just signed for. Oh God! Uh, you know what? He scored for yeah. Bremen in a friendly, and everyone's like, "Oh my God, maybe he's actually." It's a friendly. It's like, come on! Yeah. It's Amy Zelka's I mean, friendlies. Goodness me. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if we if we'd signed him, I I don't know what my opinion would be. I mean, he's, be he's hard working and he's strong and he's all of that stuff, but. You know. shit <laughs> like that's it yeah. <laughs> sorry Ollie but that's true I mean it's, he came to Germany before he tried it he was terrible right and then he he left I don't know where he went to he was terrible there as well so why would Bremen sign a player like that I don't know he did so, well at the Blades though under uh, Chris Wilder didn't he yeah. that's, the, that's the thing that would be the attraction that he, yeah. Yeah. I don't know and I'm different cheap. level in his cheap. <laughs> yeah. Brayman, That's Brayman why I think if we Gallagher. signed him, I think yeah, all right. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't nah. be excited. But if if we had some money to spend, I, I'd, I'd like to that. see us go for Sander Berger from from Sheffield United. I think he's. I think I probably mentioned him before as well on here. Yeah. I think he's the ideal type of midfielder for for the club. And you know he's, he's languishing in the Championship at Sheffield United. Let's let's give him an opportunity somewhere. It's this just going to cost about fifteen million, isn't it? That's the problem. Yeah, this is this is an interesting thing to explore, actually. And if you look about, we played football manager for a moment. What would Herter's uh, shopping area be? Is it Championship? So mm. therefore, I'll be saying that the Championship is the equivalent of the lower echelons or the lower echelons of the Bundesliga. Yeah. At least, mm. are we looking at older freebies from Italy? Are we looking at Picking out players on the cheap from Russia because of the, you know, yeah. the, the, the war, war and what's happening there. Are we going to youth clubs? Uh, I'll be going to under 23s of Premier League established clubs and going, right, I'm having that talent before they break through to you. Yeah. Because um, we're not, well, we never mm. have been picking out the best of the best and we're never even yeah. picking out the second best, have we? So that is interesting, actually. Where are but- we shopping? The, yeah. the league, it, it the league like is everywhere. It seems like all of them. Yeah. I, I would say if you, the top seven or eight teams of the Bundesliga would survive in the Premier League. Some would do well, you know, yeah. Bayern and Dortmund, possibly Leipzig. The others would, would maybe float around the bottom half of the table. The rest are probably Championship level. I'm probably going to say like... something really stupid and naive here, but like off the top of my head, I can't really think of many Italian players who have come to the Bundesliga and no. really shone, you know, maybe, maybe, no. uh, who was, um, the Immobile, Italian striker who played for Bayern. <coughs> was that Immobile? Was he the one who went to Bayern? No, he went to Dortmund. Um, oh, you're thinking I'm of Luca Toni. Luca Toni was, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there hasn't been many, to be yeah. fair, has there, like over, not, over the years. They, they very much do stay in Italy, though, the Italian players. It is rare for them to venture out. Or England, yeah. yeah. Mm. Or, or England, yeah. Very yeah. rare to then to go to somewhere else. <laughs> um, the, uh, the Bundesliga tr- attracts quite a few South American players mm. as well. Well, that's a good area to scout, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you can get you can get some bargains. Get some bargains, can. can't you? Some, <laughs> some, some cheap Mexican labour. <laughs> wow. Um, but it'd be great. Wouldn't it be great if we could get another uh, Ronnie and and Raphael, like another yeah, yeah, yeah. great pair of Brazilians that that, that come Luna. and 
yeah, and change the game for us. Yeah. Just without the arrogance, no more arrogance. We can't do any more of that. I well, we've got enough of that enough. with Prince, haven't we? Yeah. Oh, but Prince is in a good way. Like, Dodie. Yeah, that's it. You need the right. You do need. You need your footballers to be arrogant, but they need to be the right kind of arrogant. You yeah. Know? And I think it's arrogance Prince and cocky. Prince, Prince yeah. is is more like uh, confident than arrogant because I don't think I've ever heard him or I've never seen him do anything that is like to to benefit himself for when playing. Yeah. So like Cunha would run off with the ball or whatever, but Prince is always looking for a pass or yeah. fighting mm. for the ball or doing something else to help the team, not not to score. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, so I think Prince is a different kind of arrogance. To, to, for, uh, for for me, a, a goal scorer that can get us 15 goals a season and a, a proper box to box midfielder, I think there's a there's a top 10 team there. Well, it's, if you've not got that dictate, someone dictating in the middle of the park and someone yeah. who's guaranteeing you 15 goals, then you are going to yeah. struggle. Well, I thought Askasiba was a box-to-box player, or at least no, had the legs to be. No, he's defensive. Yeah. Yeah. He's good, though, isn't he? I'm you need someone who scores goals going yeah, forward. Yeah. And that's why um, Anna mentioned earlier Alex Kral. From yeah. what I saw of him, very little at West Ham last year, but there's a reason for that. He doesn't displace Askasiba, so therefore don't bring him in. Hmm. Hmm. But then you've just signed another defensive midfielder. Has Seabar anyway. been like what? What's the story though with him at the moment? It, was it just out of context, or no, is he possibly he want, he pushing for leave. a move? He wants to leave. He wants to go back to Argentina. Uh, he told wow. that to the club before the end of the season. Uh, he's already communicated that to Bobic. Uh, is he just homesick, or uh... I think he might just be homesick. Yeah. He wants to go to Boca Juniors. Ho- hopefully, he can play in these English games so we can get our Rock the Casbah, Ask a Seabar song going. And, uh, yeah. That might yeah. make him want to stay there. Yes. That'll be fun. Yeah, make yeah. sure you uh, record him. it for the uh, mm. podcast, Chris. Uh, get your phone so, out. Yeah, just on that, I'm going to try and do a few little Vox Pops while we're there. Yeah. Um, a little mini pods, and then we can, I don't know, maybe stitch them together in a UK tour. Yeah. Mm. That'd be great. Not, not so much. A full pod, but just like mini interviews. Yeah. For any new any new fans that we meet, haven't we haven't met before at games, for example. Yeah. Good idea. Yeah, and anyone uh, anyone who listens, they can send a sound file in within reason. Yeah. <laughs> you know, as long as it's decent. Yeah. Decent, not offensive. You know, might be able to stitch that in as well. I do wonder how many fans are coming to these games or if any are coming over I haven't there's, heard there's, anything there's, definitely there's do been something. a little bit of demand for, for English fans hasn't there on the, on the Facebook pages yeah. like people yeah. send them private messages wanting to know when tickets are on sale so well, that's the, a good sign the, like, the ultras that came to the Palace game I don't know if they are planning on coming or not I imagine <laughs> there will be a decent number only so my only experiences are in the UK for the, the Palace game which is brilliant and I went to watch under under twenty threes game at yeah. uh, Leicester City, and it was it was the thick of winter. It was foggy. It was freezing, and there were at least uh, five hundred Hertha fans from Berlin who came in wow. on an easy wow. for, for Ryanair flight game. to East Midlands. Then after that game, flew to Denmark because the the team were playing again uh, in two two days after in. Uh, uh, um, against the Danish team, so like there, there will definitely be some great support. Some, uh, I mean, the fact that Kai Bernstein has just Kai Bernstein has just become president, and he was an ultra, would make even more sense. Yeah, because yeah. he'd be there because obviously the entire team, coaching team, all of that, Bobic, all of that. Unless Bobic has got some signings to do. Uh, I would assume K- uh, Kai Bernstein would come over as well because he's now part of the setup. But I'm, yeah. I'm not well, sure. Well, Chris is out with his microphone. He'll uh, land, a, land his first interview there. Yeah. Chris yeah. Kemp, Hertz UK. Can I have two <laughs> minutes? Yeah. I don't speak English. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward yeah. to it. We, we should talk about Kate Bernstein actually. Yes. I think that was a nice. Uh, it seemed to be it seemed to be warmly received. Very. Yeah. Um, Do you know uh, what he did? Did you hear the story about what he did after he won the presidency? 
he uh um he had letters from not letters he had 10 herter fans who gave um their membership back because they didn't want him to be president and he wrote all of them no he called every single one of them to try and convince him to be stay a member and uh, explain his position and basically say hi i'm kai bernstein and this is this is what i want to do and I really hope you don't leave the club just because the candidate you wanted to win didn't win. I, I want to do my best for, for the club. I thought that yeah. was an amazing touch. That was a good, How many uh, people would do that's that? That's a good thing. And also, I, I don't know, because I haven't read too deeply about his background. When when he's constantly referred to as a former ultra. And yeah. that's like, but that there's a key word in that, in that former. he's not an ultra now. He was an ultra. <laughs> So is he more? He was is a he capo. mellow? He was is a he... singer, so he was like proper in charge. Yeah. Um, and what era was this? Are we going like 2008, a great of... oh, If we're thinking like the Glory Champions League days of of, of Hertha in the group he's stage, he's not that old. Yeah. He's only forty-one, something like that. Hey, yeah, same age as me. He looks older. He's had a hard life as an ultra. Yeah. <laughs> No, he's a he's, on the road. he's not an ultra form ultra. He's an entrepreneur. He's got his own company. Exactly. You know, mm. he's had a successful business career after he finished doing what he did on the terraces. So why they keep referring to him? As, it's as if they want to say Hertha has a hooligan in charge. Yeah. yeah. The thing is, they, 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 they're they're as passionate about the club as anything else that they've got in life. So sometimes yeah. a painter with a with a bad brush, the ultras, but. There's one thing you can't say is is that that the all of them want the club to be the absolute best and win every game. So to have someone in charge who who has that belief and and yeah, and the ultras the are of, you know they are a little bit like a political party. You'll mm. have you'll have you know people who won't compromise on anything, and then you have you know centralists at the other end who who would you know just want the best for the club and and want to be uh uh you know want success and want everyone to be happy there's kind of you know there's there's levels of of it's a broad a broad church if uh, using a political analogy like i've never been an ultra myself you know i think i'd probably look a bit out of place if uh they'd be like it, there, would, would it be no. like a union leader almost being like an ultra in this role of of, of you know wanting to fight for the fans and the club and yeah. Maybe get quite angry if things don't go yeah. the way that it should. I, I mean, from from what I've seen and what I've read, I think it's. It, I, I can only think that it's a positive step. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he's a former ultra referred to constantly is probably going to be a blessing and a curse. So mm-hmm. it's a blessing in so much as well. You know that he's a die-hard fan. And it's a curse because, like Anna said, the, it could also be presented as this guy's this this guy could be a hooligan. We don't know yeah, that, and and, no. and shows favour to ultras yeah. over everybody else, which is what the concern was that he won't listen to other supporters, only one section of them. I don't think that's true. He held like a like a meeting, like a not a meeting, like an activities day where loads of people joined in. And they listened to what he had to say and came up with ideas, progress, uh, progressive ideas of what they wanted to do and gave chance for all fans to talk about what they wanted to do with the club in future, which doesn't what, suggest that he would, you know. That one of those things to not have three coaches in a season. Yeah. <laughs> we, every season you know what, we seem to would, go through that, don't we? It'd be it great would, to have one coach for a whole season. Yeah. I mean, the other thing is, it's kind of like a political, it, not a political party. It's kind of like a when when you have a a general election where you have two parties of which you just so badly do not want win of one of them to win that you vote for the other yeah. because the guy he came up against is a former CDU politician, the chairman of Fuxa, which is the the foxes, the Berlin foxes who play handball. Uh, who mysteriously got support from three former Hertha players a few days before with these really weird videos, which when I looked at them, they didn't even look real. They looked yeah. fake. Who were the players? Pantelic, uh, a guy called Dick Van, whatever his name Dick is. Van Dyke. Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> I don't remember. Um, 
uh, I, there was two, and one of them was Paul Dardai. <laughs> um, of course, Paul Dardai's wife plays handball, so it kind of makes sense that that. Yeah. But the I watched the Pantelich one, and I just his eyes didn't move, his jaw was very stiff, and I was like, that looks like a deep fake. Like seriously, <laughs> it looks really bad. But even if it was real, you know, this guy's going around asking former players to speak on his behalf. How much did he pay these people? You know, because mm-hmm. they haven't shown interest in her for years. Only Dardai did. Yeah. So it was just like, this is really dodgy. And when you listen to him speak, he didn't have any ideas of his own. He went to the meeting where Kay Bernstein, uh, Kai Bernstein was. And he sat in the corner on his phone. And didn't speak for the entire time that he was there. But when later on, just sort of repeated what he'd heard, like like stealing someone's homework. Yeah. Uh, he so, might you know, have like, been trying to book some, some more cameos while I, he was sat yeah. on his phone. I mean, the reason, the reason people voted for him, Frank Schneffel, instead of um, Kai, was because they were, like he said, they were worried that he was a former ultra because mm. that's how it was being portrayed. And the worst thing about it is that the guy who was running with him, um, I don't remember his first name, Perich, he was uh, apparently accused of knowing about uh, abuse within the blind football team. as a blind football team, right? Not our mm-hmm. team, oh, but cool. the, the actual blind yeah. football team. Um, That's good. I didn't know that. Abuse, really but, good. Uh, yeah, it's nice, but there was apparently abuses going on and nothing was done about it and Steffel and his co-whatever, uh, co <coughs> Andy was knew about it and these accusations were brought up just before the elections for the vice and the presidency um and some of the things that Steffel said I just didn't like it was like I think he made a speech and he said that that some people are not um very good at public speaking and then he said I noticed it's uh, uh, more prevalent with women they're not very positive like very confident I was like excuse me thanks mate I'm not voting for you anymore um, no, but everything I heard Kai say, it was positive. Everything I heard Steffel say was just a typical politician's crap. People don't yeah. want that. You don't want a politician in charge of your club. I so think people are a bit it, tired of it. You know? It's about, yes. when that happens, it's about yeah. them. It's not about the club. If he has no interest in, he had more interest in going to see Frankfurt in the Europa League final than he did at Hertha. So he's like, I went to all the big games at Hertha. I was like, so, you know, if you want to be president, don't you think you should at least be a fan? You live in the city, yeah. you know, so. Oh, no the club's, yeah. club's nothing without fans. Yeah. You do not want a politician in charge of your club. And I was so, that's why I was so relieved that he did not win and that Kai Bernstein won instead, because at least he's there. He knows the fans. And a lot of people that I know felt the same way. They were like, I'm just glad that, that, that he won because maybe we can have a positive change from the fans perspective. For once, you know, instead of the hierarchy, who after so long have been controlling things in the wrong way and making it a really toxic place to be on that board. I think, yeah, I think it's important it? to have a lot of clubs to have fans in some of those positions just because they know more about the, that part of the club than anyone else. Mm-hmm. Without without the fans, you 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 have not you know there's there is no club and yeah. if it's all business people at the top that don't quite have that same passion, they're maybe just in it for for the the money side of things. Yeah, I think it's or profile or profile. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So before we wrap up, because uh, we've obviously got this forthcoming tour, which I think is going to create. Uh, hopefully some good content for our next podcast i want to talk briefly about the website we're going to continue to make better use of our website so anybody wanting to make contributions to that do get in touch with Mm. uh the club via facebook um there's an email address somewhere that i'll share um and we'll get that on uh, facebook so people can make content if they want to send uh, blogs, media files, and so on. It's a multimedia website. We can host <laughs> videos, sound files, and 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 images, whatever uh, you want to share about your Herta journey and things like mm. that. We'd all, always be interested to to hear that. Uh, the second thing is we want to make the podcast a bit more 
consistent last this season. I think we would, instead of talking about the the problems the club had and uh, used our incredible influence uh, to, to make changes at the top, uh, we actually. We were taking decisions like, oh, he can't do one this week because he's going to clearly get fired. And then uh, <laughs> he didn't get fired. So it's kind of, we're going to try and have a regular, um, regular once every two weeks. I don't know if that's too ambitious, but try and try and uh, produce regularly uh, and yeah. uh, uh, get some sort of momentum around that. We get, we did have, I can't remember the exact statistics now, but we have an incredible amount of downloads this season. So we do know that, that uh, uh, people like the podcast and are listening to it in good numbers and from all around uh, the world in English speaking territories. We have fans. Uh, so uh, we're, obviously really delighted with that so we are going to keep it going and try and uh, try and uh, add some consistency to that we probably mm-hmm. will try and do something the week after the uh all all the big tour and stuff mm-hmm. like that. people have got their acts together and don't get too drunk we need you fun. nice and healthy don't get too drunk <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I exactly. When Chris work. has got over his hangover and, and <laughs> sorted out the sound file. And I don't sound like this anymore. Um, like, and I've know. got a new Mac to, to edit. You've got a new Mac. Mac. Yeah. To edit we're, we're, we're all going to be there at some point, at some stage, oh, which yeah. is going to be great, isn't it? So you know, the, we all we'll, we'll get. Forest? I, I'm a forest, yeah. That's the only get, I'm at the races for Derby and I'm working for West Brom, so it's the only, sure. uh, only, de- only game I can do. That'd be fun, that one, because it's not. Because it's a small stadium, so it'll be. Mr. Chapman, I'm I'm three hours away <laughs> somewhere else, so I'm, I probably won't be. Uh, it's going to be a really stretch. frustrating, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Never say never. If there's not a train strike, you never know. Oh yeah. So. Okay. Remember, I'm I'm not living in the East Midlands anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm, that's the irony that you know I could. I'm literally a 20 minute train journey from all of these games, and I'm. I'm on holiday, so I'm going to miss them. Yeah. Frustrating, but I'm oh, delighted yeah, yeah. that the club have come. That's the main thing. Yeah. Really, and people yeah. get together. So, on that note, uh, listen out for the next instalment, which should be in about three weeks' time. Then we're going to hopefully get some sort of pattern and rhythm. If you want to make a contribution to the website in the meantime, mm-hmm. let us know. And that's open to all fans, including the ones on this call. Uh, so, yeah, because uh, I need to do more. It's things like tell us how you got into Herta, what was your first game, first weekend, things like that. I think yeah. I need to dedicate some time to cover my first game. Yeah. Great. See you soon, folks. Thanks for Cheers, listening. Everyone. Why are we waving? They can't hear I don't us. Know. <laughs> <laughs>